Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where this week we have two big topics. We're going to start with the England women team. They, they, they in their test match against Australia, they lost the game, then they won the game, then they drew the game. Uh, and that happened over the space of about mm, six hours. It was fantastic. It was great. <laughs> um, and then we'll be talking about the, the, the men's side who are in the West Indies. Uh, or leaving the West Indies now, having played five T20s. They go down 3-2. Uh, the death bowling's not so good. And there are some other talking points too. My name is Jack Hope, and I am joined by just one other member of the Cricket Podcast today, Max Rowe Brown. Max, how have you enjoyed the, the, the feast of cricket that the England teams have been putting on for you over the last week? Um, I, I mean, it's been... Um, it's been nice to see England's uh, T20 side uh, not go and stomp all over everyone, isn't it? It's uh, especially nice to see the West Indies back in um, back in some form of success. So that's been enjoyable. But um, I mean, the the women's test was where it was all at, wasn't it? That was stunning. Yeah, it was. We'll we'll talk about that first. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be two different videos. And if you're watching on YouTube, you need to click like and subscribe. If you're on Spotify, Spotify. Spotify. Now, now I've said it. I can't stop saying it. Spotify. Um, you need to to follow. Spotify is um, the one where they haven't got Joe Rogan. That's the good one. It's, it's the one where you won't get uh, erroneous advice about um, your about vaccines <laughs> from a man whose job is comedian. Um, uh, you need to. I don't know. What was, there's an instruction. We're not just highlighting you here. You need to to like, follow. Uh, and rate us. We're up to 150 ratings there. Uh, 4.8. We'd like that to go a little bit higher. We're at least a 4.9 out of 5. I think. <laughs> um, 4.8, that's disgraceful. Uh, and if you're over on iTunes or whatever, um, same deal for you. We're 4.6 on iTunes. But, oh. um, you know, that's Apple people are weird. <laughs> um, 4.5. Um, <laughs> and Twitter and Instagram, at the Cricket Pod. Max, before we get on with anything else in the show, have you seen the Imran Tahir news? Um, yeah, he's, he's signed up. Hasn't he signed up to play cricket for uh, a pottery company? Um, no, I don't. I don't know if it's exactly a pottery company. He has signed up to play cricket in the um, the, the North Staffs League. Uh, if, you, if you're one of our international international listeners, that's a, that's an area of um, England near near Stoke. Hence the potteries, I suppose. Mm. Um, and uh, it's not. You know, I, I wouldn't describe it the people of Wedgwood Cricket Club, and so please don't take offence this if you're listening. I wouldn't describe it as one of the glamour locations to go and play club cricket in no. the world. Um, so it's, it also, it's also a region of a county that doesn't have a major county cricket team. You know? Yeah, this is this is quite... A, there's, a, there's a few reasons why this is strange. What's even more strange, he's signed up for three years. Um, it's a three-year contract, and he'll be playing not at like the top level of the North Staffs Cricket League, which I'm sure is like a decent standard. He's going to be playing in the fourth tier 
so he will be playing with like old men in trainers. Like occasionally they'll turn up against a team and it will be just 12 year olds on the other side because the first team have all gone on a stag do. It's, it's, it's really genuinely incredible that this is happening. I mean, I'm assuming he's not going to be there every Saturday, but um, yeah, pretty, pretty big scenes. Max, have you ever, have you ever played against anyone famous in, um, in, in for, for the old Suttonians? Uh, I think the, the most we managed was we, we played against Charles Colville, you know, the uh, Sky Sports yeah. cricket presenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, uh, he was uh, left arm grenade. Yeah. He, it was his right. bowling style. I had Did he get the, you out? No, I, I had the misfortune of umpiring while he was, he was bowling. And he asked, he went round the wicket, he went over the wicket, he went round and through. He asked me to stand back, he asked me to stand closer. He was, he was a bit of a pain in the ass. Had a lot of variation, in other words. Yeah, a lot of variation yeah. in grenade. Um, that's good. I don't think I've ever played cricket with anyone particularly famous, which is a shame. Um, okay, well, we're at risk, I think, a little here, Max, of, of, of veering too far off into the wilderness of, of English <laughs> club cricket. So let's let's bring it back into the international game. But first, just a reminder that we are on Patreon, no sponsor for this show. So we're, we're relying on our listeners um, dipping into their giant pockets to give us money. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Uh, we will be recording our first Patreon exclusive episode this week where we will be talking about uh, our best men's player of 2021. And we've done a poll on that. I know who the winner is. It's not a huge surprise, but we've, you know, we've got a top 25. We'll go through all of those. Um, it'll be a laugh. You can get that if you sign up as a Patreon for just five quid. No, four quid, five bucks, seven Aussie dollars, 410 rupees. The Cricket Pod. No, not the, the Cricket Pod at gmail.com is our, 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 our YouTube. Patreon.com forward slash The Cricket Pod. Max, we're going to do the women's test first. Yeah. It's over to you. Okay. So um, biscuits, glasses mm-hmm. of fine wine, like you've got there, Jack. Uh, Sue Gray reports and um, women's ashes tests, all things that you inevitably end up wanting more than one of, I would say. Um, despite losing a fair chunk to rain, Australia and England served up the almost the perfect test match, really. Uh, an antidote to the one-way traffic of recent games down under, where all four possible results remained in play throughout, and all throughout uh, a final day, which took as many twists and turns as a twisty-turny thing, to uh, paraphrase. Uh, a, f- a former star of um, strange comedy in Britain. Uh, England started like a train, really. Uh, reduced Australia to four for two on the first day before Australia in turn motored away, powered by the twin turbos of Rachel Haynes and Meg Lanning, aided by a little bit of uh, Butterfingers uh, uh, slip. But Catherine Brunt and Nat Siver fought back, the former taking a fifer either side of an impressive display again from Tyler McGrath. And all that ultimately meant that Australia declared on 337 for nine. So, I mean, it was a score that looked at one stage of getting away from England, but they brought it back at the end and it was sort of, you know, something that was uh, maybe a few too many, but uh, game on still. Uh, unfortunately, much of England's reply picked up where the men left off with the uh, openers failing. Uh, neither of them made double figures. The middle order collapsed. But out of the gloom came England's knight in shining armour, the the captain, putting together one of the all-time great knocks, I think it would be fair to say. 168 not out from 294 balls, and she pretty much single-handedly held up the Australians on their relentless advance, aided by a a rearguard action at the end from Sophie Eccleston and a bit of uh, Kate Cross as well. And England somehow, uh, from 120 for six, scraped their way to within 40 Australia's total, um, leaving the game somewhat poised. And they started again quickly with the ball, but it was this time uh, the bionic-jawed Beth Mooney and uh, superstar Elise Perry who did most of the damage. England um, not able to restrict Australia as much as they would have liked, I suppose, and uh, Australia ended up on 216 for seven at tea before a bold declaration to keep the game interesting, leaving England with... Uh, it, a re- what would have been a record chase, but not unthinkable, 257 from 48 overs. And um, fast forward a bit, 218 for three. Like you said, Jack, done and dusted, won the game. 40 to get at about four and a half and over, seven wickets in hand, no problem. But uh, um, Sutherland and Alana King combined and ripped through England. 
throwing a run out for good measure and it suddenly became a game of survival for England uh, right up until the last two overs we were looking at a game where ties draws home wins away wins all on the cards but as it was in the end uh, Kate Cross came to see out I think was it 12 of the last 14 balls to leave the series just about alive England 12 runs short of a win Australia one wicket short of a win and uh, yeah it's not over yet the Ashes isn't over yet but England do need to win all three ODIs to uh, yeah so let's 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 go through through a few things here. The scores this means in the multi-format series it is six four correct to to Australia, with three ODIs to play, all worth two points. Um, England, as the people who do not currently have the Ashes in their <laughs> possession, the they are dispossessed of Ashes. Uh, will need to win them. Sol's Ashes to to take the 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 series win or to win the ashes uh, a drawn series you know eight all would be a pretty good result down under but it's worthless a great result um well no it would be worthless they would not <laughs> they would not they would not then be possessed of ashes um but but yes the series is alive after all of the drama we saw uh, the second the second thing and, and the thing i i i think i want to ask you about the game mats in your opinion was this you know, a spectacularly brave performance from England against the odds to get so close? Or was this one of the biggest chokes you've ever seen? <laughs> um, I think it's both because the the innings from Heather Knight is very much in the uh, category of of what you're saying about uh, a you know, real battling performance to get as close as they did. And, you know, you have to consider that they're playing away against an Australian team who historically have uh, been... Rather good. But yeah, I mean, 218 for three, 40 runs to get. That that's a choke in it. Let's be honest. That's uh you got you got the the run out in there as well. I mean it was it was a close run out, but you know, trying to pinch a single, it was just one of those things where it all started to uh to go a bit uh a bit wrong. I mean Australia bowled well, that should be that should be said as well. I mean, um it was Sutherland in particular, I think, was it on that final day? And and uh, Alana King, who uh, yeah, she picked up three, yeah, yeah, and two for Alana King. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not it's not ideal. It'll be disappointing. Is it? I feel <laughs> they, like they, they, wanna... they said after, didn't they? It felt like a defeat. They were all pretty sad, yeah. and and I think that's that's probably uh, fair. Yeah, I I, th- I think that's that's virtually exactly what I was going to say. Everyone's played in the match. It doesn't happen so much in cricket in, in amateur cricket anymore. Does it? The draws sort of gone out of things. But in football, you you know you're tuning up with five seconds left, and then you draw two all, and it feels like you've you've lost the game when actually you, you yeah. have drawn. Um, and it, it it felt, to be honest, a bit like this. I did, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I I think I think we should talk maybe more about the Heather Knight performance because the 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 flip side to this is that England, you know, after a few overs of day t- uh, day two or you know lunch on day two there they had effectively lost the game yeah um and then and then heather knight uh scores 168 which i think is the second highest score uh in test cricket against australia in the in the women's side of the game um rachel hayo flint with the top one on 179 so to give you an idea of, of what a performance this was um it, it was a good one. It was a hit <laughs> and historically, yeah. historically <laughs> impressive, impressive knock. Um, I don't know what the. I don't know if there's a if there's a, a women's equivalent of the bannerman. You've heard of the bannerman in um, in men's test cricket, right? Mm. Um, the guy who in in the first test scored seventy percent of the runs for Australia, and and that is the highest proportion of runs ever scored. I mean, Heather Knight does pretty well on that front here, getting one hundred and sixty eight out of um, one hundred and ninety seven. That works out as um, not 197, sorry, 297. That works out as 56% of the runs. Um, yeah, that that was really astonishing. Um, the second, I mean, I don't know, have you got anything else to add on that? Well, what well, was especially... Sort of, I was just sort of yeah. listing off things. Yeah, from the I game, yeah. What, what I think was especially astonishing about it was just how com- how composed it was, you know, how yes. it was It was pretty much chanceless. There was one uh, tough court and bold chance Um which would have been a spectacular catch, and and that was basically it. Uh, with you know, in the, in the context of um, uh, people falling all around her. Yes, it was rooted and, and some it? and the... some 
good bowling as well. You know, it wasn't like uh, this wasn't necessarily England throwing wickets away. It was good bowling from Australia. The ball was doing stuff. You could there was plenty of swing around. You saw that from the way England's bowlers bowled as well. It was a tough place to be, and she, uh, yeah, she, she was um, she was imperious and uh, highly highly impressive. Um, Rutesque is what I, I yes. would say in, in terms of in terms of the the volume of runs compared to the other players. Oh, she <laughs> yeah. looks a little bit like Joe Ru when she bats. Um, on the Australian side, you have to hand it to Beth Mooney, don't you? Um, who who was playing with two metal plates madness. fused into her face? Absolute um, madness! <laughs> yeah, that is uh, commitment to the cause award. Definitely goes uh, to score sixty three. Takes a great diving catch. One mm. of those ones as well, where your face is at risk. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a sideways dive. It was. I am going to dive with my metal plate face. <laughs> at the cricket ball here and potentially land on it or, or take I mean, one to the, how to long the shore. It, how long has it been? Like a week? Two weeks, I think. So we, when we, when did we have um, Mel Farrell on? Uh, was that two weeks ago today? Yeah. Or, or, and that was, or no, no, it would have been she 10 days back, ago, She was back in the yeah. nets, wasn't she? Like So I, I think it has been exactly ten, uh, two weeks. So we're talking on the Monday here um, to, to, to go from broken jaw, reset, play. Score 63 to set up a, a win. Um, well played there. Um, the declaration, Max, before mm. we get to, to talk about the drama in, in a little bit more detail, maybe. Why did they declare? Um, that's a very good question. Um, because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I think uh, I, I, I logically, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. In the grander scheme of the uh, the Ashes as a contest and wanting to win, you'd think you'd just take the draw, make mm. sure of the draw, and then, you know, England have to win three ODIs against a team who won 26 ODIs in a row. It's, it's not going to happen. Let's be honest. That's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, well, when you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to leave, leave the door open for, I mean, I know it was still a record chase, but, uh, you know, it was very much, very much... Very yeah, much doable, as we saw. Five-ish and over, wasn't it? Like yeah, it, was... it wasn't it wasn't beyond the realms of uh, possibility. Uh, there had been a bit of rain about, so you know it's not like going to be the the worst um, quality pitch. But I think it was turning a bit. But yeah, I mean, it was good for the game itself, and you know, to have the excitement and to to show the the quality of cricket that there is, and maybe whet the appetite for. We may well talk about it, but adding a, an extra test or two to the uh, to the Ashes on the on the women's side. But in terms of the right decision to try and win the Ashes series, it was a curious one, I would say. Mm. Yeah, and it nearly blew up as um, England mm. England did did bat pretty well. Uh, I tell you who I was most impressed with, and this won't be a huge shock, I think, in, for, for, you, for you, Max, was Sophia Dunkley hitting the ball really, really hard mm. um, for for England. What struck me actually about watching her bat versus uh, her contemporaries on both sides is that she seems to, and and let me know whether you agree with this or not, prioritise hitting the ball really hard over <laughs> technique in a way that some of the other players don't. Um, and I, I I just thought the explosiveness of that um, was was going to take England to to victory, forty five from thirty two with a couple of sixes. Um, and five fours uh, was impressive, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the thing is, you've got there's quite a few names in there who have made a bit of a name from themselves themselves in the England side. In you know the white ball game, Sphere Dunkley's one of those. She came into the white ball side and and looked pretty good, and is you know by all means um, uh, a promising. Uh, promising starlet for for the England team in in the future, and and that that kind of experience obviously will have helped England in that chase. You know, Tammy Beaumont at the top, um, Sophia Dunkley, obviously. You got um, you know Brunt and Siver as as well, who who play play all formats. It's it, it definitely helps when you have that cross format experience, and they just basically entered one demo, didn't they? And and it was uh, it was pretty exciting. Yes, um, Max. The two two final points um, that we were sort of asked about, and that, that we probably should dwell on. Um, one is um, the the question about the number of tests mm. that are played. Obviously, only one in this series. Um, I, I think you'd probably agree that it should be at least two in in these bigger series. Anyway, I mean, there's there's one for the England team confirmed against South Africa for for this summer, um, but it, it does seem a bit strange 
that there's only one here uh, and and that also it's a, a four day test instead of a five day test yeah i mean the the four day test probably wasn't uh such an issue in this instance you know there was a bit of rain and we still nearly got a result although it was i guess manufactured to a degree so uh yeah you could argue that maybe um uh a fifth day would have uh, would have benefited from that i mean i don't there's there's no there's, there's not necessarily actually... a reason not to have a yeah. fifth day is there that's i i think in this test actually one of the things we haven't really explicitly said here is that australia massively deserves a win and we're by miles the better cricket team <laughs> um, um, and the actually the fourth day has it being fourth day four days has, has maybe made it more interesting. I, I think if you look at the piece slightly more broadly, though, uh, there are quite a lot of draws in women's cricket. Yeah. Um, and and I think either having a fifth day or I don't know you could do something slightly softer, like have a new ball every sixty overs. Um, there's there's there are. Um, yeah. some differences between the men's and the women's game, you know, for example, express pace, not being such a factor um, in, in women's cricket versus, versus sort of skill and ability to move the ball, maybe bringing that new ball for through a little bit more often could be a way to sort of in quotes, speed the game up mm. um, a little so that you, you don't see so many draws, but yeah, on this occasion, I, I don't think it was such a big deal. I think it just being one test is a shame, um, especially after, after the sort of drama, it was, it was it was everything we were missing from the the men's Ashes series, really, wasn't it? It was like the the tournament on the line, the 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 possibility that both teams could have won going into the the final day. We didn't really see that. Yeah, I think uh, at all um, earlier earlier yeah. on. Yeah, I think that's that's the main thing, isn't it? Having having that extra test is probably the the main thing that we're missing from this because I mean it's and in the wider sort of scheme of both. Test cricket in general, and that being the pinnacle, and you know, trying to make that the, the thing that everyone should aim for—men's cricket, women's cricket, whatever—and in terms of you know, expanding women's cricket as a well, yeah, as a as, as, as a as a concept among people to try and you know, actually get it, uh, you know, develop women's cricket like that. The hundreds done that well, but the uh, the test uh, the test arena is one of the is sort of the bigger it's the biggest arena, isn't it? And there should hundred percent be be more of that because what we've seen has been you know really really good so why not just have have uh have more of it um and you know it's it's the ashes it's the again it's like you know sort of one of the one of the main um main tournaments that everyone looks forward to so to have uh you know one game uh that sort of is is kind of uh key to, to the whole thing seems um Seems questionable, especially if you're going to play half of them in England and it's going to rain half the time. And you've only got four days. <laughs> you want to, you, you want to hedge your bets a bit. Absolutely, uh, Max. I lost you a little bit there on the internet, but that we'll sort that out in the post edit. Um, I think that's that's that for this this test. There are three ODIs to come, so we'll be covering those probably on on next week's um, show. Hopefully, England can make a little bit of a game of it, win the first one at least, mm. so that it's it's live for a little bit longer. Um, we will take a short break or if you're on YouTube, disappear and be back on a different video or, or after the break if you're not on YouTube. I hope that made sense. Probably Perfectly not. clear. Yeah. Six for nine, a cock, 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 cock a mouth. Six for nine, a future cock of cricket club. Future cock of cricket club. Hello and welcome back to the Cricket Podcast, where we will be discussing England's T20 tour of the West Indies. A reminder that I'm Jack and I'm joined by Max. Max, how are you? Do you like T20 cricket? Hello. Yes, I love T20 cricket. Smash Good. bang wallop. Smash bang wallop. We'll be talking about that. Uh, final reminder, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod on Patreon. 29 Patreons still. We didn't add a single Patreon last week. I'm very sad. Best time to do it, though, because our first ever Patreon exclusive show is out this week. 
patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod uh, and like subscribe follow click the thumbs up click any if you see a bell click the bell uh, all of that business so on last week's show we talked about the first two t20s max so we'll be talking about the the second three and summarizing what happened uh over there in the caribbean um in the final three matches we were treated to a feast of smashing that's what i've written here <laughs> Um, I don't really know what a feast of smashing is. Maybe I could have used better words to describe it, but I also think that sort of kind of conveys the the raw brutality uh, of of what we saw. Um, In the third T20, West Indies bashed their way up to 224. Rothman Powell notching a ton, absolutely devoured George Garden, Tymel Mills and, and Liam Livingston. Uh, England, they lost that one by about 20 runs, or it might have been exactly 20 runs. They, they, they gave it a go, but, but not quite enough. In the fourth, the three Lions fought back with a, with a 34-run win. Moeen Ali, the captain, the standing captain for Morgan, or, or potentially future captain, we'll discuss that later, mm-hmm. uh, doing the business, um, getting 60-odd pretty quickly. West Indies batting never really threatened the score. They, they fell behind too soon. Um, and and kind of didn't lose wickets quickly enough to get um, Kyron Kyron Pollard in. <laughs> Might have been able to get them out, of, oh, uh, or maybe Romario Shepard or Akil Hussain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, they just yeah, it wasn't a great game. I didn't think. And then in the decider, um, England were bowled out, batting second for 162, 17 runs short of the West Indies total, which looked like in you know in comparison to the previous two matches, it was a fairly gettable 179. Uh, Jason Holder, he was the man on that occasion, picking up the final four wickets in four balls for the Quattro, I think we called it, when um, Curtis Camphor pulled it off at <laughs> the, the T20 World Cup, the Quattro. Um, or it could be the Quattrick, couldn't it? Quattrick, um, yeah. Yeah, people in Australia, they call it the double hat-trick. Which it's just not, is it? It's not a double yeah, hat-trick. Yeah. yeah. That'll be six. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we want to go down that route. We can. But yeah, it's two hat-tricks is six, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, um, but they, their argument, Max, just, you know, for any Australians listening, I do want to acknowledge where you're coming from here and explain why you're wrong. They say it's two hat-tricks. One, two, three is hat-trick one. Oh, and, and then two, three, two, four. three four is hat-trick two. But that isn't. So what's five then? Would be triple hat trick. Well, no, no, it'd be no it, quadruple. The quattro. No, that's the quadro. Quad trick. Anyway, let's not get bogged down in that. Um, Max, which which of those three games did you enjoy most, and why? Uh, did you have a favourite? Did I have a favourite? I mean, to be honest, I think the probably the first one because it. It had that sort of raw, like you runs. say, the raw physicality of the most runs. And let's be honest, that's yeah. what that's what you want from T20, isn't it? That's what we're all here for. We're not here yeah. for a, a, a close contest between bat and ball. We're here to see the ball disappear. Um, and, we, and, and, and we did. We absolutely did. Um, we did. We did see that. Rothman Powell, he sort of came from nowhere a little bit in, in, that, in that one. He was not a player I was particularly familiar with. I think he's had like some OK CPLs in the past. Um, what is he, 26, 27 year old? Comes in, does that. He looks the business, Max. It looks like the West Indies might be finding, you know, we, we saw Shepard and Hussain in, in, was it the first match of the series um, or the second match of the series? The one where they hit lots of sixes. <laughs> uh, and Shepard looks pretty decent. Maybe, maybe there's some green shoots of recovery for the West Indies there. Yeah, well, they, they need some, don't they, after their World Cup performance. But I think... Um... Yeah, I mean, there's there's not really much more more to say on that than um, things are looking a bit more promising than they they were. We saw. Um, I mean, I think one of the highlights probably of the uh, the World Cup for me was Akil Hussain because he looked like a decent player, and obviously it was spin friendly. But uh, that was um, uh, yeah, I think he was probably one of the one of the the, the lighter points, and he's continued um, looking looking good. And um, and on, on top of that, yeah, you know. Romario Shepard with with his exploits, Robin Powell with his century. I mean, Robin Powell, just looking, he's actually he played like uh, 36 T20 internationals, which is actually quite a lot. Can you um, believe going back? Yeah, it's quite a few actually. Can you believe going back to the T20 World Cup, they didn't pick Holder in their original squad? Uh, I mean, that was the first, <laughs> possibly the first thing we said, wasn't it? We were looking at their squad and, and Jason Holder wasn't in it. And you're just like, what, what are you doing? And Ravi Rampal is in the squad. I mean... Uh, it was it was 
some some of it was of their own doing let's be honest wasn't it that that world cup so nice to see them maybe turn to some of the uh yeah some of that some of the slightly more uh, logical contingent uh that you might um you might expect uh dotted dotted with yeah some uh, sort of performances that maybe uh you weren't won't expect to see but i mean you mentioned jason holder and his 4 for 4 he's he's transformed isn't he he has become a seriously useful um, T20 player. I, I, I want to do a little winners and losers thing in a moment, but but there are a couple of other points England-wise that I think we should discuss first. Um, Owen Morgan, he misses the final four matches of the series. Um, do you think England missed him? And, and there have been a, a few more articles in the last, last week or so saying, time to go, Owen. Where are you on the Owen goometer? Um, I... Don't think it would be a disaster for England if he if he went. I think he's he's done his job, hasn't he? He's changed England white ball cricket for the better. We won the World Cup, and um, maybe now it's time to uh, hand it over to someone who might score some runs at number six rather than uh, bog things down. It is down. a bit of a weakness, isn't it? Let's be honest. And anyone <laughs> anyone can read a sign that Nathan uh, Lehman holds up from a Lemon. balcony, so <laughs> you don't yeah. need uh, you don't need Owen Owen Morgan specifically to do that. So, so where are we saying here? If the the go on Owen goometer starts at zero, that's Owen. Don't go. Yeah, fifties like who I'm on the fence. You're you're beyond fifty. You're heading towards the red zone. Yeah, I'd say like seven. It's a linear, not not logarithmic scale here. By right. The way. Okay. Um, Thanks yeah. for clarifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm probably about a seven out of ten on the uh, time mm. to time to go. So yeah, you actually you are time to go in. If you saw him in the street, you probably wouldn't be like, fuck off. Get out of our club. No, um, no, you, no, no, no. You, you, you would. I'm not. I'm not hashtagging. Cheapish. I'm not hashtagging Morgan out just yet. Okay, cool. Um, it, well, I, yeah, I wonder if that'll ever happen. You know, <laughs> um, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, the the ashes. Silverwood out. Never. Never became <laughs> never trendy. Hashtag. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, maybe maybe we'll see Morgan out uh, at some point soon. Um, it would be a little bit of a sad end to to the career. I'd like. I mean, with yeah. with white ball cricket, it's. You don't get so if you're if you play test matches, you can sort of call it the day at, a day at the end of any test match. Yeah, series. you basically get a testimonial, don't you? Yeah, it's like, it which, like yeah, a find, find one that's going to go well. <laughs> yeah, um, but it. for for white ball cricket, you know, what's he if he bowed if he did just bow out after the home series against Sri Lanka or, or whoever it is they're playing this year, it, it wouldn't quite have the T Twenty World Cup. Yeah, you wouldn't be out of the um, the emotional release. Yeah, so I, I think maybe I think that's the natural that ending point, though. isn't it? Yeah, um, could be a problem for England, though. I, I do agree with that. The other big problem for England, um, death bowling, mm. um, and this sort of goes hand in hand with the winners and losers thing that I, I wanted to talk about. Um, here, here are my list of big losers from this series on both sides. We can do that, and we, we and then maybe you know do winners in a minute. Uh, but we can cover death bowling all in one. Be very efficient here. Chris Jordan, Tymel Mills, George Gotton, and uh, Mahmood. I've got as the the four players on both sides who I think um, have left this series with negative reduced stock. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they are now in the sell category <laughs> of um, the 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 uh, cricket index. Yeah, the sentiment is bearish. Um, it was a big opportunity for. Probably both George Garton and Sakiba Mood to make a you know make a statement. Given um, obviously we know that Time Mills has some injury problems, so there's uh, there's an option for Sakiba Mood to come in and be sort of that backup pacer. And like people were even calling for him to be playing in the Test matches uh, at the end of the, yeah. at the back end of the Ashes. I think I think the, that's partly because people didn't know who he was or or like just conflated him with somebody else because he doesn't actually bowl like 95 miles an hour or something. He's no. a bit quicker than most of the other options, but he's not actually a fast bowler I wouldn't say. No, not certainly not to be the replacement for uh, the fast bowling, you know, Mark Wood or Joffrey Archer that I yeah. think people were anticipating. Um George Garton is yeah, I mean, he's he's young, isn't he? He's he's very young, so there's plenty of time for him. But is he? it's not been yeah, he's only only like early twenties, isn't he? Okay, twenty-four, yeah, twenty-four, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll give you very young on that. Uh, twenty-five yeah. this year, so yeah. No, I feel it, certainly, it. it makes me feel old. Um <laughs> and he's uh he's 
a left armor. He's he can bat. He's a good fielder. He's the kind of person that England will be looking for, in um, uh, to make a, a big part of this T Twenty side. But he's not taken his chance at all. So that's um, that would be a disappointment for him. But uh, we'll I wonder what... with this, he's got a very good record in in, in the Blast and mm. in, in other franchise tournaments. Well, a decent record in other franchise tournaments. He's particularly effective in the Blast. I wonder with this and England in general on this and and actually you know more broadly across all of the cricket that the England management team oversee I wonder whether they they are a bit quick to try and make people do the thing the way that they think it should be done so bowl your death overs like this you know bowl like this in the 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 begin at the beginning of the match bat like this when we go to Australia mm. um and I I wonder, and I, I was sort of, you, you know, I, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't seen enough George Garden. I mean, what I saw, he looked like a left arm Tom Curran probably isn't good enough to play for England, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, in, in county cricket, he bowls differently to how he did in, in the West Indies in that one match. Maybe that one match is just, maybe he had a hangover. Maybe <laughs> he went out on the, on the, on the run punches. I mean, that, you know, that'd be, that would be a problem in and of itself. <laughs> maybe, maybe a jet lag. That's the, that's the, the more, uh, safer work. Yeah. Um, thing. Maybe that was, maybe something was just not right with the rhythm. The point I'm getting at, Max, I, I think, is, is do England sometimes try and make players into, into things that they are not? Um, specifically here, addressing the, 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 the death bowling point, where everyone sort of tries to do the same thing, which is bang it in a bit back of a length, occasionally take the pace off. Um, maybe people need to find their own way a bit more. Yeah, but I, I, you'd think that they would do that, you know, if um, what they've been asked to do isn't quite working, you think maybe they'd go back to uh, what's got them there in the first place. So I don't know if I necessarily uh, buy that. I mean, if you're picked for England and you're told to do something a certain way and it's obviously not working, then um, I would expect you to try and do something a different way, especially if you're um, if you've got the experience of doing it. A different way that works. So I, I don't, I don't know so much about that. But maybe for a for a younger player, it'd be impressive. What you're saying is they're just bad. Well, I don't know if it's uh, if it's that whether it's uh, you know using people in the wrong way, not sort of practicing uh, enough. I mean, it was really interesting to see what Harry Gurney said, and that he thought Owen Morgan has neglected death bowling the the whole time he's been captain of the England. Uh, Side. I get that. I, I do. I I do I get that sense a little bit. Yeah. I get that sense a little bit. I I I, I th- they never get any better at it. it no. all, I think the bowling in general in England white ball cricket has been slightly like the, you know. It's, it's, I think it's been it's a little think, bit formulaic. It's I think like, it's been covered up slightly by how good Adil Rashid is. Well, possibly that too. Yeah, he's a winner, isn't he? From yeah, uh, if we're going to pick a winners list, um, he's he's a winner. I I yeah I I am not. I, I think there's there's definitely something wrong with how England handle the the bowling unit, and I, I think particularly the, the the death bowling unit there. And I'm not. I it's a little bit like the test batting, isn't it? I don't see anyone that goes and that seems to get better at the job the, the more they play for England. Um, Tymel Mills came in at the World Cup, looked really really good, and now he's going for fifty, being hit down the park <laughs> by the West Indies B team. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you know it's Reese Topley. He's he's just he started well and he's going to go down down a cliff. Is is what I project. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, any any final thoughts on that? Because I, I have some winners down here as well from the series. Uh, no, no, I think um, I think that, okay. that covers it. Okay, two winners: Johnny Bairstow, Joss Butler. <laughs> um, I think, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think Joffrey Archer could probably be added to that list. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adil Rashid, who actually did play, big yeah. winner for England. Um, and then I think there are a couple of West Indians that that w- will come out of this series with um, credit in the bank, maybe some IPL aspirations. Now, Romario Shepard, uh, Rodman, yeah. Powell are the two that I think in particular um, I was pre- impressed with. Would you add anyone to that or, or disagree with that? Uh, I'd probably I think you'd have to add Jason Holder wouldn't you man of the series I mean we know oh, he's course. a good player yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah to to do it in the uh, in T20 which hasn't necessarily been what he's uh, known for certainly uh, certainly up there but yeah I, I think I'd, uh, I, I'd I'd agree with you on those and you know ultimately um, yeah 
uh, Karen Pollard as well was captaining a winning team and uh, against England at home. That's always good. well. Yeah, that 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 is true. I mean, there's there's been rumblings, murmurings of discontent with mm. with how he captains. He does. He never looks like he's really enjoying cricket. I, I no. think um, Pollard, but um, and I, I think if you're going to captain a team in that way, you sort of have to be successful. You know, if you're going to be Steve Waugh or Ricky Ponting, Jose Mourinho, or, or Jose Mourinho, you have to be winning. Otherwise, it's it's it gets a little bit sticky yeah. because the players aren't enjoying it and they're losing. You know, if you're if you're not enjoying it so much, but you're winning all the time, covers it up. Um, it's a pretty big series win, I think, for, for from West Indies' point of view. I mean, it's not it's not full strength England. Bearstone and Butler aren't there. You'd think they'd maybe made a difference in one of the matches. The bowling isn't too far away. Uh, and they've scored runs pretty consistently against that England bowling attack. And I, I, I think they've answered some of the questions that they, they'd left themselves after the T20 World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Max, they're off to India for uh, some, some World Cup Super League or whatever it's called. ODI Super League oh, yeah. matches. Um, do you think, do you think they'll, they'll, they'll do all right in the subcontinent? Uh, oh, uh, there's still a question, isn't there, about um, uh, how they'll... Handle, I think, particularly with the ball, um, if it's uh, pitches that are a bit slower and more conducive to to turn, then that could be uh, be a struggle. But I think they can go with a lot more optimism than perhaps they would have done uh, three months ago. So it will be really interesting to see. Because I mean, India are in a bit of a moment themselves, aren't they, on the one day team with the Kohli, the Kohli antics, and uh, you know, not necessarily picking picking the right players. So uh, it will be an interesting one for both of them, I think. Yeah, there is an element as well. This is when ODI cricket actually starts to get a little bit interesting because we are a year, year and a half, I can't remember exactly the time frame, away from the the next World Cup. I can't remember whether it's the beginning of the year or not. It's 2023. Mm. Yeah. Um, So it's between a year and 23 months. (laughs) Um, so this is this is the point at which teams do start to actually play their best 11s and 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 try and answer the questions and and start to you start to see things shaking out and the games the intensity levels go up a little bit because people are playing for places they're not just like an endless tryout treadmill (laughs) um so i think that i think there'll be some good matches coming up uh this year it starts to be a bit more relevant you know the first year two years after a world cup ODI cricket is pretty pants. Uh, yeah, it's Royal London One Day Cup style. Yeah, yeah. But now, you know, now I'm, I'm looking forward to some of these matches. Um, and you, you know, you talk about India. If 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 they don't start sorting that ship out, then uh, it could be a it could be a bit of an embarrassing one for them in 2023. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm sure they will though. Um, Max, we have a little bit of cricket news. Should we take a break and then then come back with with the uh, cricket news segment? Sounds good. We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cricket Podcast for the final segment of the show. Uh, it's Cricket News. This is it's a segment that that we don't get to do too often anymore, Max. Is it because we do so many shows? We, yeah, normally there's some actual to be, cricket to talk about, but yeah, we are the news cycle most of the time. Now we have to. We have, this is like the old days where we reacted to the news cycle. Um, we've got sort of a micro list of things. That, that have happened in the last week. I actually, I've ruined one of them by talking about it earlier on. Uh, Imran Tahir signing for um, Wedgwood Cricket Club. Yeah. So we can we can take that one off the docket. Uh, we've got some PSL. We've got some under-19s cricket. Um, we have some Bangladesh Premier League cricket. And we have some questions from Twitter. Which one of those would you would you like to talk about first? Would you uh, Would you like to get started off with the PSL? Well, I can talk about the PSO. Of course I can, Max. I am, I am. I, the PSO, it's one of those tournaments that I haven't followed probably closely enough. Uh, I think the, the general perception in, in world cricket, world T20 cricket, world franchise cricket, is that you probably think, you know, IPL is your, your gold standard. That's the best 
the best franchise tournament. Sorry, PSL fans. Sorry, CPL fans. Sorry, 100 fans. Then it probably goes just a little bit behind that, the PSL, Pakistan Super League, and then the 100, you know, BBL, CPL. I think they're in a little bit of a mix. Depends which players are available and so on. The PSL, you've got the whole Pakistan team playing. You've got some good overseas players. You've got about half of England um, in, in, in the PSL um, strutting their stuff and a pretty decent spattering of other um, you know top quality overseas players but it always it always seems to pass you by so this year I've been trying to make a little bit more of an effort Max to to actually follow the the tournament and if you're if you're not too familiar with it which some of our listeners won't be it's a six-team tournament uh, you've got the Molten Salt and you've got the Quetta Gladiators you've got Islamabad United Lahore Calendars uh, Peshwari no. Um, who are they? PZ. Pe- Peshawar's Almi. Uh, and Max, what's the last one? What's the last one? Can you help me? <laughs> uh, what have we had? Lahore? Is uh, that it's bad? Peshawar. Karachi Kings. Karachi, Karachi Kings. Kings. I, I had to check the last one. Right. Uh, and Peshawar's Almi. Um, they just don't. Um, they just don't. It doesn't ring. Doesn't, yeah, sort of, it doesn't uh, roll off the tongue, does it? Anyways, it's a six-team tournament. Four of them we're going to go through. It's going to be fun. Um, we have had between three and one games played, depending on who you are. The Molten Sultans are top of the table. Three wins from three. They today became the first team to win batting first. Um, nice. We'll get more of that. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll that, get my first, that. that was my first question for you, Jack. How's the yeah. due factor going? So It's not so much the due factor. Well, I mean, I think the due factor is part of the of the problem. Um it it has been historically the hardest league to win in batting first. It's mm. it's not it's not super balanced. Um, I, I think it's fair to say there's a few reasons for that. I think a few of the teams play 2008 20 They they kind of use up a lot of balls. I mean, the first match of the tournament, uh, you had um, Babarazm scoring like no runs over ages. Um, what did he get? 23 of 29 balls. Mm, not great. That's, that's no, it's not great. That's absolutely bad. That's that is, you know, when people talk match match losing innings, that is mm. match losing innings. Like you, you, you can't, it's really... ball eating. That's what it is. Yeah, no, that's proper ball eating. You know, that's actually, you know, when we when we joke about King Legend, he doesn't do that. He get at least have the he at least save face by getting 32 or 31. Mm. You know, he wouldn't get 23 of, of 29. That's, um, that that's poor. So I, I think there's a little bit of that. I think the bowling in general tends to be better in the PSL than the batting. It's a bit of a bowlers tournament, um, and I, 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 you know who knows why that is. It might be the sort of players that Pakistan produce. It might be the pitches. Um, there are there are various different theories, but that that probably means that it's a little easier to to bat second because in T20 cricket, good bowling teams tend to restrict targets pretty well. Um, so there's there's that going on. Um, it hasn't it hasn't all been you know it's, it's five of the six matches or six of the seven matches have been won by the team batting second, but there have been some pretty good games. Um, the the best featured uh, a chap named Kushdil Shah, uh, and this this was a proper this was a proper T20 match. Two hundred and nine plays two hundred and five uh, two hundred six max. Yeah, that's that is uh, so. I imagine saying two hundred six batting first um, for five. You're thinking that's that's going pretty pretty well. It comes down to the last over. Harris Ralph with the ball. That's a pretty good guy to, to have the ball. It's not too bad, you know. It's not you 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 suck your teeth, but I think that's that's not too bad. Well, um, didn't go to one got, World Cup, did it? It didn't go. Yeah, and it didn't go well here either. Uh, he, had six, <laughs> <laughs> he had he had 16 runs to defend. Kushtil Shah, and I, I had never heard of this guy before until he did this. Um, he is batting at the other end. You've got David Willey, who's batting quite a long way down the order. I mean, you've seen David Willey actually take on big He's useful, yeah, 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 yeah. He's batting, uh, where would he be? How many wickets down are they? Seven, uh, so he's batting number seven. Kushtil Shah, they obviously rate him higher. They both haven't faced a ball going into the last over, they need 16. He goes four, 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 six. Nice, crescendo. That's so that's how you want nice. to end a T20 match. 18 yep. runs for four balls, strike rate of 450, 100% boundary percentage. Um, That's that, send that was pretty Dan good. Dan Weston's model into overdrive. So yeah, if you, what I'm saying, I think the the long story short for all of this is that you, if you if you if you want to watch a bit of T20, if if England v West Indies 
whetted your appetite for some short format stuff. If you're a bit sick of <laughs> test cricket, of, of home teams like South Africa and Australia whacking poor away teams like England and India, <laughs> then... Um, <laughs> Then head over then, to the PSL. Um, head over to the PSL. I, I'm going to keep half flying it. We'll probably keep. We'll dip in and out. Uh, maybe highlight the good games that that I've seen. Um, it is a little bit annoying, um, and this is really a private moment that Sky aren't doing a fantastic job of of covering it. They keep putting it on Red Button or Mix or whatever. So it's um, it's not quite front and center, which it should be because it's it's it is pretty good. Um, do you want a tip for who might win or two tips? Uh, yeah. Well, Molten Sultans, they've won three of three now. It's a good um, start. Rizwan's team. Um, I think they were one of the favourites going into it. Uh, so there, there's them. Um, I quite like, if I was going to look at the squads and say who I liked, bearing in mind sort of the stuff I said around bowling teams and stuff like that, I, li- I like the Lahore calendars, which is Saints. Calendar is a saint, I think. In um, well, it's, It doesn't tra- directly translate, but I, I think it's basically the same as a saint. The concept, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they're, they're a pretty decent outfit. Uh, Shaheen Afridi, Fakas Man, Rashid Khan, and Dane Villas. Yeah, it's pretty. So Fakas Man hit a, a pretty quick hundred in the other day. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's PSL corner done. Uh, it was a bigger corner than I thought it would be. I actually yeah. have three lines of notes, but um, I've told you everything that well, I've thought about the PSL in the last few weeks. Well, I can save weeks. us some time if you like, because I've got about three lines on the under nineteen World cool. Cup, which is which is going on. Um, that's been in the West Indies, uh, well, along along with the England side, and it's featured sixteen teams battling it out from Canada and Uganda to uh, Australia and England, and we are now at the closing stages, the semi final. Um, Semi-finals taking place tomorrow. That's Tuesday, the 1st of February as we speak, and on Wednesday. And they are featuring the usual suspects, Australia, India, and England, and also Afghanistan. England are playing Afghanistan in the first semi-final tomorrow. So that uh, that's quite a, quite an exciting thing, I think, for sort of the, the spectre of um, up-and-coming uh, players on, on the international stage. And uh, I think what was quite... Uh, quite interesting from that point of view is sort of uh, that they don't have there's no one sort of in that Afghanistan side that's in sort of the top like five run scorers wicket takers for the tournament so far sort of uh, I guess a a team a team effort Um, uh, you know the the leading wicket taker is uh, um, Sri Lanka's uh, Willalaga who's taken 17 17 wickets at an average of 9.35 in this, uh... is he a man who is playing against children? This is, <laughs> this is fundamentally what like, I don't love under 19 sport in general. I think you've got to really, really love it to want to watch children play cricket on the TV. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I just be honest with you, I, I don't enough. And it's partly because you see stuff like this, you'll see like a really good player who is, you know, developmentally speaking. Um, yeah, outperforming his peers, just blast through people who are who are like children. He's got a good high elbow, but actually can't see the ball there. Cause <laughs> fully grown. Um, yeah, I mean there is there is an element of that, isn't there? That's always always going to be the case. But you can also always guarantee that someone will get a, a twenty lakh IPL contract out of it if, they, if they play well. Um, in well, the, there's the um, in the India side. There's baby baby de Villiers, isn't there? Um, I, I I can't remember the bloke's name, like Donald Brewer. Brevis. It's not Donald Brewer. Oh, well, I wasn't too. Dewalt Brevis, I assume. See, is the I, man you're, the, uh, talking I had about. the initials right. I had the yeah. initials right. People would say maybe he's a punt to go in the IPL. It wouldn't st- it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Uh, if yeah, I well, he is the IPL he is the leading run scorer of the tournament so far with 368. So I, I still wouldn't be taking a child. No, uh, especially with an overseas mind. slot. Yeah, bearing in mind all of the overseas players you could have, I wouldn't be taking a child based on his performance against children. But it's good It's good that it's on um, and, and that it will be over soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's over soon, but it's been, uh, they've been dragging out as many games as they possibly can, Jack, mm-hmm. because they've had... Uh, well, there was supposed to be a 15th place playoff between Canada and Papua New Guinea, but that was fittingly cancelled because I assume no one could be bothered. Uh, Uganda pipped Scotland to the unlucky 13th place, and they actually had semi-finals for the ninth place playoff. Uh, the UAE beat Ireland in the plate to uh, to win that. So, and uh, and the, the seventh place playoff is was ongoing 
while recording. Um, so you know, uh, make yeah. sure everyone gets the equal number of games or something. It's like you, it's like you pay no, your subs to turn up, and everyone's got to play. Some of these, some of these guys, it will be the the best thing that ever happens to me in cricket. They're not going to be professionals. They're not going to get a twin. Yeah. Like you get to go to the Caribbean is, and play some cricket. Yeah, it's great. You got to you got to go and represent Canada and have a grand day out. And um, you know, fair play. I, I do I do get it from that point of view. But um, as a fan. I'm a little bit annoyed that they've been bumping PSL games for under 19s World Cup matches. Mm. That's that's my position. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got some we got some questions, and I think that that wraps up. Was there any more news? Oh, oh there's, there is one one question that wraps into news. Uh, VJ wanted to know our thoughts on county plans. VJ yeah. in the Patreon Discord. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the cricket The Discord. Yeah. You're not in the Discord yet. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll join. I'll join after evening. after recording. I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the plans. Well, um, they've made some progress, I'd say, uh, yes. on on things, um, particularly with the county championship. So, two probably the two main things on that are that there's five games over the summer rather than three. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll be between June and July. So that's good. That's good. That that will quash some of the uh, you play more cricket in the summer uh, things. And the other thing is that um, the opening seven rounds will be played from Thursday to Sunday on successive weeks. So that means two days of weekend county championship cricket. That's pretty good. Which means people uh, can actually go. But the first year we did the cricket podcast, we we talked about this and there were two days of county championship cricket yeah. at the weekend in the whole, the whole of 2019 yeah. um it was insane. Which is astonishing an astonishing fuck up yeah um, so that's good though yeah, i mean we I, should I, we should applaud them for getting that right but we should also uh, you know malign them for taking until 2022 to work out that the weekend is the time that people can go and watch the cricket but yeah I, the the closing days on the uh, on the weekend Sunday afternoon to go and see the denouement of a county championship fixture. Sounds like a, a good way to spend a Sunday afternoon to me. So that's yeah, a um, nice day. That's yeah. promising. And it's coincided well with me upgrading my membership this year to a full county membership. Oh, so a, go, and, a, go, and, a, go and catch some. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it a fiver at most places or, or less on day four as well? So it's probably, probably not. Sorry. Might have made that up. <laughs> Might have made that up. But I think it's usually. I think they used to do like a fiver after tea or something, didn't they? To get you or free after tea, a lot of places. But I mean, those are the kinds of things, aren't they? They're the kind of initiatives that they should. There should be more of to try and get people get people in. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I I I saw Dan Weston had said some stuff about the how county cricket should be organised. I think he proposed four divisions of six. So he was increasing the number of of um, counties involved in the county championship. I think adding. minor counties in so you play you'd play less county championship matches overall but there would be more county championship or more full counties i guess mm. um and have also also more divisions there's a lot i think that's part of the problem for, for all of these things there's and mel farrell pointed this out when we spoke with her there's england we try and pack a lot of cricket into not a very long summer yeah um, a 14 match county championship season i mean <laughs> Just that—that's fifty-six days of cricket you have to schedule there. Plus the Royal London One Day Cup, that's another ten plus semi-finals plus a final, so twelve, thirteen. You're up to you're up to seventy days cricket before you start talking about the hundred and the blast. <laughs> yeah, the ones that which, make which money. Are the things that make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe maybe the maybe they need to tr- trim a match off here or there. But um, I, you know, I'm looking forward. To, I quite like the county championship. It's always. It's always a good day out. Try and get along once or twice a year as well. Uh, and yeah. if you like it, and if you're one of those people that thinks that it should be the centrepiece of the summer, put your pounds where your mouth is. Go along. Uh, hmm. Many Sundays available to you. Um, also in uh, Patreon, Max, somebody wanted our thoughts on the ODI Super League. Is it working? Um, what do you? What are your thoughts? I don't. I, I. I. consider this. I think they're getting rid of it after this one. I'm not going to miss it. Didn't even really know it's the thing. No, I think that tells you what you need to know, doesn't it? Like yeah. it's. Uh, it's sort of a. It's just not really. Not really worth it as a concept. It's like a really yeah. crap version of the World Test Championship. Well, I think. I think the idea is it's like a qualifier, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, that the is World the Cup, idea. Which is, and it now, works. It's maybe good. It's good for the 
associate nations like mm-hmm. having something like that but yeah, yeah. they've Beyond... got they they are i think expanding the world cup though so it, then it becomes redundant again yeah um i, I don't know i mean I, I, making odi cricket makes sense because test cricket will, will always make sense yeah, if you play series, you probably need three matches. But within three matches, you get narrative stories, people who are in form, out of form, fighting for their place, losing their place. Um, then the World Test Championship adds just a little bit more context on, on, on top of that. But even within a test series, yeah, you've got, you actually have narrative. Mm. You don't ever have that in ODIs. Um, the World no. Cup, World Cup, great narrative. I mean, half the time they're just add ons to a test series. Yeah. Like, well, we might as well. We're here, so we might as well play some more. Yeah. Anyone who was in the um, test team doesn't bother because they're all, t- all knackered. It's um, yeah. Yeah. Until the last two years, and they're kind of okay, but only because they're a warm up for the World Cup. Um, v Manjanath on Twitter. Adil Rashid's test career is there a second, third, slash two hundred seventy fifth wind to it? Adil, he will not play test cricket again for no. England. No. Um, he's got a bad shoulder. He's got a dodgy shoulder. At white ball cricket. Yeah. Um, and I don't and, think there's enough uh, upside. Yeah, and this England England won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if they're yeah. not going to pick Matt Parkinson, they're not going to pick Adil Rashid. I, I don't think, genuinely don't think there's that much difference between Adil Rashid and look, the best Adil Rashid could be and just playing Jack Leach more as well. Like it's, they're, they've probably got a very similar ceiling in Red Bull cricket. Um, Shah Mazim asks, who, this is a really good question. Who are England's best five white ball fast bowlers at the moment and does Morgan still fit in the sides we've done Morgan I think who are the best five white ball fast bowlers this is tricky I mean can we include Joffre Archer so yeah let's say Joffre Joffre is definitely the best um, I'm going to say Wokes. Chris Wokes yeah yeah I think yeah. Wokes makes it into the top five definitely uh, there's a little bit of a split here T20 I think you probably have Tamal Mills but mm. I don't think he could bowl 10 overs but let's no, I'm going to put no. him in my five yeah yeah uh, and you need someone to open. Maybe a left. I mean, oh, it gets tough at this point, doesn't it? It really does. You've got Dave, David Willey. Could David be, Willey could, is an option. Could be okay. Yeah. He might be there or thereabouts. I'm I not mean, sure. Do we, do we say I think Mark in Wood? England. I think Wood probably is. Wood yeah. in the one days. Maybe not T20s, yeah. but in one days, Mark yeah. Wood definitely gets in there. I'd say at home, Sakib Mahmood has got a shout, but I'm not sure. He, did have, a, a he did have a good series against Pakistan. Yeah. No, um, but it's, again, pretty, it's yeah. a tricky one. I think I think we've got it's the top tough. four there. Um, but I not don't know. Chris I mean, Jordan is number. Five. I don't think Chris Jordan is. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. I, could be Sam Curran because he could bat. Yeah, um, I mean, if Reese Topley Willie, puts uh, puts could be some form together, he could. I mean, I he, think it's he quite did have, he, He's probably a winner from the series. We we you know. We, oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, something like that. Uh, Cannon fodder for the fourth T Twenty. This is very special. So you might need the scorecard up for this. Um, for the fourth T20. I've got it. <laughs> Even though it wouldn't have made much of a difference, what was the logic behind sending in Darren Bravo ahead of Hussein or Shepard? Um, what's the point of having Bravo in the team in the first place? He's got a strike rate of 107. I don't know. Like, dumb teams make stupid mistakes. I, I, I think with the West Indies for this series, they were trying new things. I mean, arguably, Rodman Powell shouldn't have been playing based on his previous record in, in international cricket. But... I think he answered those critics. So maybe they were going back through some people who have had a bit of exposure to international cricket and sort of testing them again, just reviewing whether whether it works or, or whether anything has changed. Um, I don't know if you can add anything else, Max. Um, yeah, Darren, Darren Bravo is a, a curious one. I was surprised to see him in there because, um, I mean, but I mean, he's he's just got so much experience, isn't he? That's the, that's the thing. I mean, he's actually only played... 26 T20s, but you know, over 100 ODIs. So there's all that experience in there. So, I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's the thinking, trying to sort of balance out trying new people with having an experienced team of uh, players around uh, Pollard and, and Holder. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I can't imagine he is in the West Indies top 11. No, um, final question from Bulls, uh, and this is this is a top 11. India's who, who, what players would you pick for India T20? Oh, for the, the World Cup, basically. Who's in your India team for the, for the World Cup? Could do a whole uh, show on this. Jesus, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, All right, so what I would say... Kale Rahul. Gonna, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pick the whole team, but I don't think they were very far away from their best team for no. the, the last World Cup. It's just that they ran into Pakistan 
and they ran into Shaheen Afridi and then they lost a game against New Zealand against against a team who frankly they shouldn't be beating. Yeah. Um and uh and and because there's only small groups. I mean, I mean South Africa it, went South Africa went out and they won four out of five matches. Most of it picks, like it's yeah. Most of it picks tight. itself, doesn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. I don't actually need to think like yeah. Uh King Legend, Rohit Sharma, Kishan, Sky. Uh, I mean, if you can put Curry if you want, I wouldn't, but you could. Um, Hardy, Bumra, Hardy, Jadeja, Siraj, probably, like Chakravarti. Yeah, depending on where it is. Legs I mean, there's there's so many there's so many players in, India, in there. No, yeah. it's not in India. It's in Australia. Sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I, there's so I, many players in there that just merit it, and then you've got a really exciting contingent of young players that you can have in the squad as well. So. Yeah, I don't think India have to worry too much about um, about that. Um, we just need to get that, their ship in order. We're just going to wrap up. But before we go, Archer is trending on Twitter, so I just want to see if there's anything interesting that's happened. Uh, it's not no, a TV it show, just, is it? It seems to be random. It seems to be, yeah, maybe the TV show. So it's not Joffre Archer. Uh, he isn't making a surprise come. Jeffrey well, Archer? Was, Jeffrey Archer. <laughs> he was bowling a bit um, in, in the West Indies. Right, Max, we're going to wrap up. Thank you for listening watching like subscribe follow click the bell at the cricket pod on twitter and instagram um if you're not following us there why not patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod best way to support the show five bucks four pounds 409 rupees seven aussie dollars probably about 10 canadian dollars um get involved we have a patreon exclusive episode out this week for you to enjoy Bye-bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.